You're listening to an audio version of Week 5 of Idlewild Presbytery Church's Litton Groups. There are groups meeting in people's homes and an online group in Realm that you can join if you'd like to be a part of an online discussion of this Litton practice. This is the last week we will be practicing together as next week is Holy Week. This is a time of prayer, reflection, and meditation on Scripture. The goal is to encounter God's Word in new and meaningful ways. This week we will be using Scriptio Divina to help us reflect and contemplate the Scripture. We will be using the Scripture that will be preached on Sunday morning, Palm Sunday. Scriptio Divina is based on the Christian practice of Lectio Divina, in which you engage in a meditative reading of a selected sacred text, inviting the words to speak to you in new ways, opening your heart to hear God speak to you. Scriptio Divina introduces you to ways you can journal while you meditate and pray the scriptures. The process is intended to be more transformational than informational, so leave room for the mystery of God today. As in other weeks, there will be 10 minutes of silent time. I encourage you to look at the silent time from a sense of abundance. Listen to the following devotion on time by Kathleen Norris. Gradually, my perspective on time changed. In our culture, time can be seen like an enemy. It chews us up and spits us out with appalling ease. But the monastic perspective welcomes time as a gift from God and seeks to put it to good use rather than allowing us to be used up by it. Liturgical time is essentially poetic time, oriented towards process rather than productivity willing to wait attentively in stillness, rather than always pushing to get the job done. If you have a candle, light it to acknowledge the sacred source of life is here now. Today our centering time is from James Finley, who's a faculty member at the Center of Contemplation and Action. I will open us in prayer afterwards. When you sit in meditation, your breathing naturally slows. Quietly focus your attention on your breathing is a way of slowing down and settling into a deep meditative awareness of the oneness with God. Breathing out, be quietly aware of breathing out. Breathing in, be quietly aware of breathing in. Each time you realize that you've drifted off into your thoughts, memories, sensations, or other ego modes of being, simply return to your breathing as an anchoring place in present moment attentiveness. Your efforts in following the path of breath awareness might be enhanced by repeating a word or phrase with each breath. A practice I have found particularly helpful is to pair breath awareness with the phrase, I love you. As you inhale, listen to the incoming breath so intently that you hear in it God's silent, I love you. In this moment, God is flowing into you as the source and reality of your very being.
As you exhale, breathe out a silent I love you back to God. As you inhale, be aware of the air as being God flowing into you, as the divine gift of your very being. As you exhale, allow your silent I love you to be the your very being flowing back into the depths of God. Simply sit, open to God, breathing divine love into the depth of your being as you breathe your whole being as a gift of love back to God. This one practice alone, engaged in with heartfelt sincerity and devotion, can awaken you to God's total and complete oneness with you as the giver, the sustainer, the reality, the sheer miracle of your very being. As this realization of God's oneness with you grows, you will begin to realize how foolish it is to imagine that God is in any way distant from you. You will discover how foolish it is to imagine that you could in any way hide from God. God, who is Holy One with all that is within your mind, heart, your very being. Dear Lord, my week has been busy, and the week ahead will be too. Help me to relax into this present moment today. Let me let go of the mindset that I need to accomplish something during this time. Let me sit contently in the now, and let the past and future fade to the edges of my mind. Let my focus be on you, the Divine Creator. Let my focus be on hope. Let my focus be on grace. Let me rest in the knowledge that you are here with me. You are a part of me, and you are calling me to closer union with you. Amen. We'll be reading Matthew 26, 14 through 27 today. As I read the scripture, listen for a word or phrase that God is highlighting for you. As you notice the word or phrase, circle it if you have the scripture in front of you. If not, write it down on a piece of paper. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. 
they became greatly distressed and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of God goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of God is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. He replied, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. If you have not done so, circle or write the word or phrase that stuck out to you. Before I reread the scripture, take your focus off the scripture for a minute and look at the word or phrase you wrote down or circled. I will now offer some writing prompts and suggestions to you to use if you feel called to do so, or you can simply spend the time reflecting or drawing, not thinking of the scripture and without editing. Spontaneously write down things you think of when you think of that word or phrase. Think about your senses and add any association the word or phrase has to what you hear, smell, touch, or see. Write down positive or negative associations you have with the word. Then think about today's society. What positive or negative associations do they have with that word or phrase? What did you think about this word or phrase growing up or at different points in your life? What did people in history think about this word or phrase? Your grandparents? People in the Middle Ages? The early church leaders? People in Bible times? I invite you now to bring your focus back to the present. As you listen to the scripture again, continue to hold on to the word or phrase that resonated with you. This time, go deeper with the reading and listen to what God might be saying to you about this word or phrase. You will have two minutes to reflect on the scripture after I read it. A reading from Matthew. Then one of the twelve who was called Judas went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I portray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to portray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. 
So the disciples did as Jesus directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will, be, will betray me. They became greatly distressed and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. He replied, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. Before I continue, what was the reflection or insight that caught your attention in this reading? As you listen to the scripture for the last time, enter into the text honestly and openly. Be in the presence of God through the word. Be aware of any prayer that rises up with you. After the reading, in a short bit of silence, I will give you some possible ways you can write your response. Matthew 26, 14-27 Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you for the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. 
But they became greatly distressed, and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. He replied, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. Contemplative writing has to do with a regular practice of writing over a defined period of time or over a lifetime. It grows from both the study of Scripture and a state of listening and waiting in the presence of God. Writing can be a form of meditation and a way to express your faith. Contemplative writing is about relationship, our relationship to God and therefore our relationship to ourselves, others, and the world in which we live. Scriptio Divina is your creative response to the Scripture. Let your time with Scripture guide your writing, and your writing will lead you back to God. Write what you think you want to say to God. Write what you think God is saying to you. Or write about what's going on in your life. Write what bubbles up in your soul. Be playful in your writing, if that's what you're feeling. What you write is private. So do not worry about it. Spend the next five minutes writing to God. If you feel called to sit in silence with God, that's okay too. Remember, this is your time to listen to God and trust how you are called to spend the time. I will ring a bell halfway through the five minutes of silence.
I invite you to let the scripture you've heard and the words you've written shift into a wordless state of resting in God's presence. Put down the pen. Bring your conscience into your heart where God dwells. Leave your words behind and rest knowing you are a creation of God and loved by God. Rest in God's loving presence for a minute. I invite you to bring your attention back to the present moment. Ask yourself, how did incorporating writing help you connect to the scripture? Where did you find God in the silence today? Overall, how did this Lenten practice help you prepare for Easter? Dear God, your ways are a mystery to me. Help me practice sitting with that mystery instead of trying to solve the impossible questions that I have. May I grow in my awareness of your love, your peace, your grace. May I grow to expand that awareness to my heart, head, my body, my all. May I reflect you to others that I meet in my compassion and actions. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the time to learn new spiritual practices. Thank you for the people who have been practicing this also this Lenten season. Thank you for Idlewild. Amen. Thank you for being a part of this Lenten practice. If you're a member of a group meeting in a member's home or an online group, remember to do your at-home practices. In your packet, there are suggestions for practice practicing Scriptio Divina at home. There is also a poem by Sarah R., along with suggestions for journaling and reflecting on the wilderness as a place of new life, resilient life. This concludes this series, as next week is Holy Week. There will be a Monday Thursday service, April 9th, and a Good Friday service, April 10th, with Easter being Sunday, April 12th. Come worship at Idlewild.